welcome to the inaugural episode of Roots Rock Riot, the Grassroots Rugby Podcast with me, Ian Harries. Now, if you're wondering who I am, luckily there is an episode zero, which is also available now, where we answer that very question. But for our first episode, I'm kicking things off at home as I invite the chairman, Richard Simmons, and the coach, Andy Mead, of Ickenham Rugby Club, to the podcast. A team that I currently play in the front row for, or more accurately, currently sit on the sidelines of. Ickenham are based out of West London and play out of Ricelip Rugby Club. Founded in 1964 is the St. Nicholas Old Boys. We're a one-club team that play in the merit tables, which brings a lot of unique challenges which we cover on this episode, as well as talking about our attempts to recruit players from Bath, how one of us has played every position on the field, and our history as a nomadic club. And if you're wondering why this episode is slightly longer than what will be the norm for us moving forward, it's because somebody mentioned Tackle Hunt. So sit back and prepare yourself for episode one of Roots Ruck Riot. Today we are joined by Richard Simmons, not that one, chairman of Ickenham Rugby Club. Like Seriously though, it took me two years of knowing you to clock that your name was Richard Simmons? <laughs> Having mainly worked for American companies, <laughs> and every time I get on a, a call with Americans, I'm like, you don't look like what I expect you to look like. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not that Richard Simmons. It was, I was doing the team announcement one thing. I, I wrote your surname like I'd done many times, and was like, no, no, it's not spelt like that, because that's how Richard Simmons spells his surname. And then it was just like a light bulb moment. It's like, shit. Nice. Yeah. And we're also joined by Andy Mead, who is coach and the only person on this episode to have scored a try this season. Yeah. Um, and this weekend, but not for uh, us, but that's a different than, conversation. More than, yeah, more than one try this season. You've scored one for us. Okay, fair. Which, which is fair. And as far as I'm aware, you don't share your name with anyone famous. Uh, probably not unless you know who, who knows like maybe people listen to this in the future and suddenly there's a new up and coming actor or I don't know some poor bastard with a shit name yeah. some, some poor bastard with a shit name and then for this one we're also joined kind of by me because I'm also part of Ickenham Saints Rugby Club because I am the man behind the social media shit social media guy is the general go to I try to push social media czar but there was no uptake for it. So just social media guy. Currently injured. Currently injured, uh, which we would have talked about already. <laughs> <laughs> and at length, because there's nothing, nothing says I play rugby, like insisting on constantly talking about the injuries you've picked up. Playing sevens with the greatest <sighs> internet of your life. Then it all went down from there. It went from the dizzying heights of sevens to uh, minor injuries just on the outskirts of Froome, as all good stories go. So, Ickenham Rugby Club, or the Ickenham Saints, two terms that we forever use interchangeably. So, what brought you guys to the club, first of all? I was, uh, I'd moved to London, sort of 20, oh, I don't know, 2008, came down, and um, I'd been playing rugby previously, where I was living before, so I played some rugby in Manchester and back home in the Midlands, and kind of stopped playing for a little bit with, you know, other things taking over in life. Um, I'd recently moved to Ickenham and I fancied taking up rugby again. And we're wandering around the famous Ickenham Festival. And there's a bunch of guys with cans of beer stood around a tyre on a pole. And I thought, oh, that looks like my sort of thing. How long has the tyre on a pole been a thing? 
Is it the same tyre on a pole? Because we pulled that out last time we did yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's the same tyre on the same oh. pole. Maybe it's time for an upgrade. No, no, it's a classic bit of equipment. Yeah. It's the... pulls, it pulls in new players, obviously. But, um, yeah, so I had a chat with the guys there, and they said, oh, I'll come down to training. It's on a piece of grass in the middle of Ickenham. I was like, oh, interesting. Because, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll talk about this. Well, we could talk about this now, because I- Ickenham had a grand history up until recent years of being a nomadic rugby club. Mm-hmm. We were we were Ickenham by name, but at least in, in my... I mean, I've played for six years, I think, and we have played out of... I don't think I ever actually played at the cricket club. So me we were... Ba- no, me neither. Which is Ickenham Cricket Club, but is based in Ryslip. No, or is that Ickenham? That would count as Ickenham, right. Yeah, okay. So Ickenham... For a while, we were Ickenham playing out of actual Ickenham. Yes, then we were Ickenham playing out of one of the nicest rugby pitches I've ever seen that is also next to a graveyard, um, <laughs> which was the Brunel rugby pitch. Which they have a whole new meaning to dead ball. When <laughs> it but it's also like, I think it was such a rug- such a nice pitch. They've changed it now, right? Like they've either clamped down who can go on it or they've properly I- done it up and nobody can use it anymore. I think it's now a um, an artificial pitch. I think it uh-huh. moved. I think it, it did move to an artificial pitch, which it was a nice enough pitch as it was. The drainage on it was it was uh, it, it, even in the boggy winter months, it was uh, a really nice pitch to play on. It was big though. Yeah, not not for so us old, not for us old people. Yeah, <laughs> it absolutely was so not. big. It was big, and it was by a bus stop that a load of people. Uh, there was about a three month period where you would always see Usain Bolt there. Because he was training at the Brunel oh, uh, course, athletics yeah. shit. Fun, just name dropping random people that I haven't met, but why not? We played there. We also played just the fields in Cowley, which I think were still owned by Brunel, but they were they were the opposite of the nice pitch. They were if the nice pitch had all of the, that's where all of the drainage was, and it somehow they were right, as long, as, they were right as long as you were like me and made sure whenever you were on the field you were playing downhill. But true, I, I, true. But you you can't you can't always play downhill. <laughs> I am I am responsible for a bad injury to one of our players because we'd agreed half each, and we were both we were joint captains that day. And I um, said I when the ref said which end do you want to go, I chose ends, <laughs> and I selfishly chose to go downhill first half because I was starting first half knowing I was coming off at half time. Nice, but never mind about yeah. That. Rugby in, injuries don't happen. Um, that's the that's the yeah. second injury we've mentioned in the five minutes we've been recording. Rugby's a nah, yeah, I mean, this it's a beautiful sport. It's it's injury free. Yeah, completely. Nobody's been injured. Anyone who does is yeah. lying. That doesn't mean I can play this weekend though. Um, then we went from the Brunel Fields into Riceland via yes. occasionally. Old Merchant Taylor's really nice fancy pitch. Oh, of course, yeah. We had a couple of games yeah. there, didn't we? I've never played at um, OMTs. I've never played a game oh, there. Also, also a very nice pitch, but I felt so out of place there. <laughs> like, it is, it definitely has an atmosphere to it. And <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I felt, I felt. I felt perfectly at home. Perfectly, perfectly at home. It had, it had like an home. old stand to it as well, which is always fun like the yeah like the little old school style sporting stand i thought you'd mentioned the uh underfloor heating in the changing oh, rooms God, that was good i just want a warm shower <laughs> i mean to be fair 
<laughs> ours is warm most of the time. <laughs> yeah, when we remember to turn the heat on and listen to Rice Lip when they tell us how to warm the showers up before the game, I think that, that probably is our downfall. Yeah. And then we now club share with Rice Lip, which is it's nice to have a home. It's nice to have an actual clubhouse and not just have to hope the pub isn't too busy. It's nice to walk out of the changing rooms, drop your kit bag by the door and straight into the bar and then time disappears. And the meeting, what about you? Do you know what? I can't remember what year it was, but uh, our former fixture secretary and now former captain's wife, I went to university with her, Sarah, um, and I moved back to West London. Well, not back. I moved to West London a number of years ago. Was playing for Ryslip third team um, for a bit. I'd, I'd stopped playing rugby seriously for quite some time, but then I got wanted to get back into it. Was playing for Ryslip third team, which eventually ended up the uh, Ryslip ended, ended up only having two teams. Uh, and uh, to be honest, I. Uh, I just, for some reason or another, I, I just decided um, to stop playing again. And then Sarah nagged and nagged <laughs> and nagged and nagged. And yeah, and so on and so on. For me, she said, why don't you just come down? And then I met Seb, her and Seb somewhere, I think it was. Um, the drinks might have been a birthday or something like that. And uh, then said, okay, I'll come down. And I, I they were short. And I think, uh, and I, Started playing and then, yeah, just carried on from there. I, I can't remember how long ago it was, though, to be honest. We were in the we we're in the Middlesex leagues at the time. Obviously, we're now on the merit table, but we were in the one of the Middlesex leagues. Yeah, because we had so so you, you would have been part of the team that was really pushing up the table as well, right? Not when I first joined. When I first joined, that's when we we're in the Middlesex yeah. leagues and then we dropped down to the merit table. But then when we dropped to the bottom merit table as part of the team that we won that merit table we went up to the next one we won the next one and the we won the merit table in the cup competition and then we ended up where where, where we were kind of where we are now given that the, the, the amount of leagues that are left but yeah it was it was a good few years um winning winning merit tables and and, and, a, and a cup competition uh and the the session on the coach on the way back which oh, was good. uh which was very good fun i think rich rich was also there that day it was there, yeah, yeah. Uh, from what I remember. Yeah, it was a, it, it was a very good session on the coach. I think there are still some some videos of uh, certain songs being sung somewhere. There's, there's been a lot of very good sessions. To be fair, it's a lot a lot of as soon as someone suggests straight arm drinking, generally that is a tick in the. It's been an interesting day. It's been a good night when the straight arm drinking yeah. comes out. Have you had you guys played for? Because uh, the thing, obviously, with Ikenim is that we are a single team club, which, especially with kind of the merit tables and things like that, and I think with rugby in general now, seems to be coming a rarer and rarer thing. So, have you experienced outside of university? I'm assuming at least Meadie and Ricelip, like clubs with thirds and fourths. Don't think we've seen a fifth in a while but at least kind of thirds and fourths teams so when i first started playing for bath originally uh played for a team called avon um and that's what we said earlier on i was i played i, uh, I played and scored i'm going to get this in so because <laughs> i know they're going to watch score two um just get that in again uh the that i played for them uh for when i first senior rugby 
And they just about had a third team, first seconds and thirds back then. That oh, that would have been early 2000s. Uh, but they that soon then turned into first and seconds. And they have remained so. But the second team now plays every so often. It, it's a yeah. lot of people sort of my age it's 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 the old the older boys the uh the vets or as they like to call it the elite is the so they're not even seconds they're the even elite that's the vets version yeah. of finishes isn't it uh yeah i think so i think so uh they will kill me for saying this but uh yeah it's definitely like i said i think the the oldest person on the field on saturday would have been 50 i think he's 56 and the youngest would have been early to mid thirties on our team, but bearing in mind we were playing the university um, social side. We had people that were old enough not just to be dads, but we had people old enough to be grandparents of the students. Jesus, uh, but it was good fun. But yeah, so they throughout the years, yeah, even even back in Bath have had first and seconds, and obviously rice slip. As I said, when I first joined, first started picking up rugby again. After sort of a four or five year hiatus, um, Ryslip had three teams. So going from uh, going from kind of multi team clubs down to us, I'll just go us. Like despite my beautiful shining face, which again speaking as as an inch player who can't play, if anything proves the point. Um, what's it kind of like going from that to? Again, kind of us and merit tables and and things like that. Kind of what challenges does that bring from not just kind of players of the club, but kind of in the committee positions you have found yourself in? So, um, I mean, I've mainly played single club rugby. So that's how I started out as a, a single team a club. And it was um, it was always that sort of, can we get enough out this weekend? And this is sort of back in the, the mid-noughties, right? So uh, kind of been used to that. Um, environment and it's very much how we are now but being like a small tight-knit group of players it, it really bonds everyone together well I think because everyone like you know if you don't turn up there won't be a game potentially yeah. and things like that so I think everyone's very much sort of aware of that and when we call on people and I say listen we just need a body this weekend can you come and join us I think <laughs> we, uh, we've got quite a large pool of people we can go away and do that with which I think is you know, like really helpful and you look at this season, you know, it's, we've struggled to keep all... Well, we've kept the games on, but some of them are the game on rules, but we've, we've probably had about 30 different players out, <laughs> well, close to. And if we just get all of those together, we've been in a really good shape to sort of have a stable club, uh, or more stable, I should say. Well, I know there was a there was um, a game a couple of weeks ago where Meady and our, our, our captain, Aaron, who couldn't make recording, you easily must have messaged about seventy people. Yeah, there was a lot of messages going around. At all. <laughs> and yeah, and, and 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 we're talking sort of people that I haven't spoken to for years, uh, or even talk about my 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 club back in Bath. I even messaged there the 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 elite group to see if anyone fancied coming to London today for the for the day to help us out. I will drive you half the length of the M4 if it means you could play this Saturday. Yeah, exactly. So it, it is. That 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 weekend was 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 interesting. Was interesting, and of course, again, go back to something that I've not had to do, hadn't had to do before. You kind of you you turn up, you and you don't have that right. Who are we playing? You you roughly know, yeah, 
week on week what the first team's going to look like and what the second team's going to look like kind of thing. Whereas here it is, you don't have a, you roughly know the core sort of, I think we've got about eight or nine players that you know play week in, week out, um, subject to injury kind of thing. But then there is that that the other sort of sort of six or seven where it could be completely different, and it's all from sort of just messaging in the week, chases, asking people, trying asking people to move plans around, uh, asking them to find speak to other friends, all of that kind of thing. Whereas from where I was used to, we're talking a long time ago, but where I was used to, you're training Tuesday, Thursday you know the team by Thursday evening and then you know the second team by Thursday evening and uh, and again I think some teams in our uh, our our merit table have the same thing that they don't find out how they they know that they're going to have about 16 17 players but they don't know the actual who those are because of course the first team gets yeah. picked the second team gets picked and then they filter down to the third team uh, but yeah it, it's it's very different having to chase uh, chase people uh, rather than you just sort of sit back and know that what the, you're quite comfortable knowing that what the team's going to be because you've actually got people fighting for places as opposed to you're fighting to get people. It's the it's the opposite where you you have sort of more people going training, more people um, uh, wanting to play for the first team on a Saturday. We, we do get people very good at arguing which position they should play. Because obviously the downside of that is, I mean, I've I've seen you line up in at least what one, two, three, four, five, six, possibly seven different positions over a calendar year. <laughs> just to, uh, I just, think just to fit in. I th- I've done a fair few, but I've uh, it's strictly strictly been forwards. I think I've actually played. I now have. Bear in mind, some of these were uncontested scrums. I've now played every single position possible. <laughs> Uh, but the second row and the prop were uncontested scrums. I was going to say, like, with all the love of the world, mate, second row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It was literally just, I think we just w- wanted to get our ball-carrying second row, not you, Rich, our ball-carrying second row uh, into the back row ah. quicker. So we kind of said, well, as it's uncontested scrums, I'll just stick my head there. It kind makes of sense. Thing. I, then kind of, I think, Rich, you mentioned it Um this isn't a new experience for us and we're definitely not the only club doing it, but this year game on had been introduced before, but this year feels like the year that they've at least at our level have really pushed it just to try to keep kind of games on, I guess. So kind of what's, what, what do you kind of feel? Or first of all, for people listening, what is game on (laughs) and how have we kind of found it as a club? this year so game on uh, it's the ability to uh, as the name says keep games on so rather than having 15 v 15 i think you can that down to is it 12 v 12 is the lowest i think or is it 10 v 10 i can't remember but uh, you can make it whatever you you want as long as you both agree and then you can shorten the halves as well so instead of 40 minute halves you can now to 30 or whatever so and it's just a great way of keeping games on at our level we just want to play some rugby and, and if we, we turn up i think was it the first game we had 13 and they've got 17. It's like, well, let's have a 15 v 15. Let's have a game of rugby. The opposition still get all the points. They get a 28-3 win. But we all get a game of rugby and we all have a good time. But whereas in previous years, 
I don't think it's been that well incentivized. I, d- I don't think it. I don't think it was incentivized at all. At all, yeah. Whereas now, I think if the opposition offer a game on and the the other team refuse it, they don't get their points. They don't get the full points. I think. They don't get the full points. Yeah. So, uh, and also last season, if if we were to offer game on, we'd still get zero points. So it doesn't incentivize our own players to want to turn up. Whereas now. Even if it's ten or eleven of us, there's ten or eleven people that will. If we turn up and, and the opposition agree to game on, we still get the losing points that you get as part of the uh, the merit table structure. Um, so again, there's an incentive there for both teams just to play that game of rugby, uh, and and it's something that, I, and I do know, I I I, it's, I think. I think some people, some teams still aren't overly comfortable with it. Um, whereas uh, I, I think it's helped us. It's massively helped us because it's enabled us to get those players that would usually just go off and find a different club. Uh, they're still playing games on Saturday. There's also the money m- money factor as well. They're paying subs to play yeah, rugby. Okay. Yeah. And if they're not playing rugby, then... They're not going to want to pay their subs, are they? So it's 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 it, it, that's important as well, making sure that they're getting their money's worth. Uh, we won that, that one game on game earlier in the year, didn't we? Um, 25, 25, 20. And whilst we didn't get the actual win for it as a team, it very much felt like a win and we celebrated it like a win because, yeah, and it just builds morale and confidence in the squad. Yeah, it really helps. And I think that also encouraged the people that perhaps don't make it every week. Yeah. It, hearing that we've won, I mean, it, it, it sounds daft at the amateur level as well, but winning breeds winning kind of thing. People want to come and they don't want to lose every week. They don't want to get hammered every week. And I think going back to when we were in the Middlesex leagues, the reason we dropped into the merit table is we were, and we lost quite a few players is we were getting hammered week after week, 100 points week after week, week uh, and we lost quite a lot of players from there. So we did have to build back up again. But yeah, that winning, every time you you feel better after you win, no matter what level kind of thing. And even though we'd had we we'd we'd conceded the uh, the game on. Uh so on the merit table it looked like obviously it we'd we'd lost the 28-3. But actually we'd in the friendly, we'd won, we'd lent a cut, we we'd borrowed a couple of their players. And it was just a, the, the the game was played in a really good nature. Yeah. Uh, and that that game as well, um, the there was a player on the other team. So it was uh, Old, Old Street Onions third. third. Uh, there was yeah. a player, and if they're listening, I apologise. I cannot remember your name. Um, there was a player on the other team whose little boy came along, and it was the first time he'd watched his dad play rugby. So without game on. <laughs> You know, like rugby's so much more than just that, anyway, right? Like, so without game on, that would never have happened. They would have just very, not very late in the week, but come Wednesday, Thursday, you suddenly find out there's not actually a game on this Saturday anymore. And yeah, that was a good game, to be fair. Like, you wouldn't have, uh, it wasn't approached as a friendly or as uh, anything less than just a full on. Game of rugby. No, not, none of them have been friendly, as in, you know, approaches are friendly. They've been played in, like Andy said, in a very good spirit. You know, it's properly playing rugby. The players that come and play for us have actually, like, properly gone for it. 
I think there's something about, you know, if one of your players goes for the opposition, you kind of want to smash <laughs> them a bit more than than anyone else. Yeah. Likewise, if you're playing for the opposition, you want to score against your mates. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. You, you want to do what bra- I You want bragging yeah, yeah. rights. Yeah. And I think one of their players did score for us. Yes, they did. They did. Also kind of a good thing with Game On that I think we've seen as well is the alternative is potentially a friendly. And those are the, you know, it Game On gives meaning back to kind of this, right? Rather than just just a game on a Saturday, which I know some people aren't as willing to put themselves kind of on the line for. I think you look at, especially for our team, some of our players um, getting a bit older, all got young families, kids and stuff, that that incentive that it's still a league game and still meaningful, they don't necessarily want to play friendlies. They they kind of, they want to play league rugby. They want Ickenham to... Uh, what merit table rugby, I should say. They want Ickenham to do well, and they want Ickenham to to do well in our in in the merit table. But actually, a friendly is why we don't organise many. If we didn't have a game, I don't think we would go out and look for a friendly. Other teams would, but I don't think we would because we have those certain players. I'm one of them. I'll be open and honest about this. I've got a young son. I don't. Um, if we haven't got a league game, I'd rather spend Saturday afternoon with him kind of thing and i think that's probably the same for a few of a few others uh, uh in in the team until he's so, old enough to yeah. play obviously oh no of course absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> different thing different thing then till he's on the field uh but yeah i think everyone else is 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 that incentive is there that's kind of like well no because if we do get a team out we're still going to get two points i think it's two yeah. points uh so that really that really does help I think game on and kind of that kind of spirit of rugby approach to it, I think is going to go a long way with helping clubs like us. And again, there's a couple of other teams in our league. And I can also see potentially if this season goes well with this approach, some of the teams that had to drop out of things might resurface again, because you can still have games that mean something rather than just, like you said, hoping maybe the other team will be willing to play a game that doesn't actually matter to anybody playing. Um, which is a shame because the merit tables are just about playing rugby. And a lot of people a lot of people could forget that. Yeah. At least at least at least our end of the merit table. I, I think yeah, I think um co- yeah, I think controversial that well, I'm quite strongly opinionated of this regarding it's a merit table. It's not leagues. If you don't want to do game on and stuff, if you don't want to keep rugby going, then go back into the league structure. I'm quite strongly opinionated on that. Um, uh, so it, it's kind of, yeah, it, the merit table has its purpose. It's about getting people to play rugby. Um, it's, dare I say it, the winning and losing of, of and, and going up and going down. Maybe that's more at our level. Um, maybe I'm just looking at it from from an Ickenham perspective, us being in the, the, the sort of the lowest merit table where it's actually, but I, I, I genuinely, I had on heart, I'd honestly feel the same if I was further up in a merit table. It's about playing rugby, getting teams out there, trying to keep the game alive at our level. And I think that that's important for the professional game as well. Just having that, amateur level interest still going is massive uh so the more we can incentivize 
people to carry on playing. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the, the more we can get people back playing as well uh, is, 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 is huge for, for the game in general because numbers are dwindling. I, as I said, my team back in, back in, back in Bath, numbers are numbers are dwindling from what I, from what they tell me numbers are dwindling in Somerset Gloucestershire um I, I guess Wiltshire Devon and Devon and Cornwall anyway all in the southwest which is unheard of for rugby it, th- those are rugby heartlands that might be controversial as well on here so uh, <laughs> um I apologize to everyone not from the southwest but you know west is best well, west is best but I mean uh, that in a very different way yeah but not <laughs> n- not not Clenethley, mate. Not Clenethley. That West Midlands, don't yeah, yeah, well, West Midlands too. Yeah, West London. Yeah, fair. Yeah, no. So, so I think it's 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 just that. I think it's the more it's it's about these merit tables are about getting rugby played. They're not about who's won, t- how many titles you win, how many cups. All right, it feels good, and as I said, winning does feel good. But we're amateurs. We want just want to get out and play some rugby. <laughs> It's nice to win, but then it's nice to just go out and play some rugby with your mates, have a laugh, yeah, create some stories and some memories, and then get into the bar and then just chat shit for hours and stumble home. It's just what it's about at that level. I know some clubs wouldn't want to talk about it, but I think it's a fair comment given what we're saying. There was a season not too long ago where we lost every single game of the season, whether it was because, and to be fair, like cr- cr- credit where it's due. A lot of clubs in our league took a massive fucking step up that I was not prepared for. <laughs> but we managed to get teams out for everyone. We had benches. And honestly, it was a great year of playing fucking rugby. Like it was, you know, don't get me wrong, a win would have been fucking nice. But I still had a uh, fair. I was front row and our scrum was bordering on dominant in places. Is that since I moved into the back row? Yeah, yeah. fair enough. But it, it's, and I, I think it's kind of a comment on the club as a whole that we can survive a season like that and still put out full teams the next season because i think everyone's there for the same reason and i mean i think it's there is a minority of people i think and rich is one of them who actually live if Ickenham were to have a catchment area (laughs) there is a minuscule percentage of the club i think who actually live what you would refer to as close to Wickenham. Like I have always yeah. travelled <laughs> at least a half hour drive to play for Wickenham. And I know there's a lot of other people who played and just don't want to stop playing for the club and now will travel a decent journey um, just to play for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you look at our current captain... I can't remember where he lives, but it's 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 not near Ickenham now, is it? He lives somewhere um, fields. Ailes, I want to say Ailes, Aylesbury sort of way, is it? It's further further fields. northwest of London. It's outside yeah. the M25, so counts as could be anywhere. Uh, a former captain lived in Wickham, and he quite easily could have gone down to High Wickham to play, but he wanted to carry on playing for for Ickenham. We've got a number of people that do that, but I think someone asked me again, my old club. Someone asked me what. That what what Ickenham was like, and I said it's just it's a it's a it's a group of mates that play a bit of rugby. It's not a rugby team that has mates in it, kind of thing. It's a group of mates that play a bit of rugby. It's a social. There's a social element. There's a heavy social element <laughs> to, uh, to 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 it. Uh, we do enjoy, and we've had some great days out as a club. Oh yes, I think um, the latest the, the latest one we did, um, obviously going to watch my team win. At Twickenham against Harlequins, always 
um makes 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 it a brighter day for myself but it was just it was again it was just a group of group of mates enjoying their rugby this time watching and on the source uh rather than playing and then getting on the source but uh it's it's always it's it's been like that for a number of years and i think that's what pe- keeps people coming down i think that's what I, I know we've picked up a couple of lads over the last couple of years but when we said oh we're we're we're, we're about the social side uh, we're about having a good beer afterwards. And I was like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Just wanted to get back in. Don't want to take it too seriously. Just want to get back in, start playing rugby again and, and have a few beers and enjoy it afterwards. And and that's what that's what we're about. And I think that's why people join and that's why people stay. Well, I think it's not, take, not taking it seriously is an interesting one as well. Because I think a lot of people think that means you don't care how well you'll play, but everyone always puts everything out there for me it is more like you said it's not taking it seriously means you don't care if you win or lose as long as you put in a good game and get a drink afterwards yeah yeah as long as you 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 you, you've done what you can on the field and you you've enjoyed enjoyed that that's exactly what it's about it's not yeah yeah like getting on now 41 years old still still trying to get better every week at training still trying to improve my game you know they're bringing the new tackle laws which you know for a gentleman on the court, are, are we are we going there? I wasn't <laughs> no, going to go there. But for you know, I'm six seven. You know, it, it takes some getting down there. But I, I genuinely feel I've done some of my best tackles this season, having to force a different technique and try something different. And yeah, yeah, we're here for fun and social. But yeah, we also want to get better. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to just uh, stagnate or get worse. You know, as, you know, we want to improve individually, and, and whether that leads to more wins or whatever else. But I think it's a lot of it's about personal um, enjoyment out of the game and, and, and getting out what you um, you put into it, basically. On the tackle law stuff, I do think we've picked up a couple of players who pre-tackle law wouldn't have wanted to get back. I've in. definitely had a better... I mean, yeah, fuck it. Let's set the podcast stall out early. I'm all for it. There's a lot of people that I know who are very sporty, but have always been on the fence when it comes to playing rugby, who are now a lot more willing to at least talk about playing it. Because I think everyone everyone involved in rugby is too close to rugby to re- realize or remember how terrifying the vast majority of it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 I think that is, it definitely does have people have got to, I mean, especially at our level, people have got jobs to go to on a Monday morning. They can't afford to get serious injuries. They can't afford to keep taking time off or they can't turn up with meetings with black eyes in some cases. And uh, it's things like that. And particularly, head injuries and, and and of course how serious they are um uh, and you only have to look at the the, the the cases of um the professional case is is, is still underway I, d- I don't know too much into that so probably shouldn't delve into that in the podcast but yeah you, you look at those and that's that's kind of that's news that people don't want to be seeing it's like well i don't want to play rugby if that's going to happen to me whether um amateur or professional kind of thing so i think it does uh, that has put people off um so yeah i think that lowering the tackle height at, again i think i've been not controversial but i've been in a minority uh outspoken of your support for it and i've been quite outspoken in my support of it i'll, um, I'll message you outside of the group chat about it <laughs> but i'm but, but i'm five foot six 
So tackling low is not exactly a problem for me. I've always done it and I've always been taught from a young age that tackling is more about technique than size. I, I still have my first minis coach ringing in my ear every time I go to tackle is legs, legs, legs and get your head in the right position. So being, so I, I get the, the, I think people were dubious sort of saying, well, if your head's low, you're more likely to get a knee to the head or something like that. But that's bad technique. If it's coached, if the technique is coached correctly, this new tackle law is, uh, and, and I think we've all found, I, I don't know about you, um, you, well, not you, Ian, you've yeah. been injured, but Rich, I don't know about you, but I haven't personally, maybe because, as I said, because it's my height, I haven't found any difference so far. I think there was one game where we, our first game that we played that I got pinged twice, but I shouldn't have been that high in the first place. And I was annoyed at myself for being that high anyway. And I was just going for the ball rather than going underneath. I went for the ball because the ball was sort of out there in front of me kind of thing. So in the, I, I, I think hopefully once the studies, once the data starts coming through around the, con the concussion data, hopefully people will start to realize actually this is a good thing. And therefore, moving forward, you'll get more people coming back to the game, new people into the game, and also at the school level or at the, uh, the minis and juniors level, um, people not being so parents not being so um, so dubious of letting their their, their kids play rugby um, because they're worried about head head on head contact. I think there's um. I mean, I definitely have to change my technique up a bit just to be able to keep myself legal more often. Um, but I think it's been well refed as well, even at our level. You know, there's been, it's been sensible. It, it hasn't been straight to cards. I mean, I think we've only had one card all season for it in the last game. It's been the refs just giving it a little warning, you know, penalty and all right, don't do that again, yada, yada, yada. And it, it that would have been, been a, that would have been a high tackle in, in, in the old law. So, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. A lot of the stuff would, would have been illegal anyway. It's just made yeah. it a lot more obvious to someone that doesn't have a fucking TMO <laughs> to tell yeah. that it's illegal. Like, yeah, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just that's really fucked me off with all of this as well. But I can't yeah. tackle people yeah. in the head anymore. It's like, you couldn't. <laughs> like, I, I think the part of the problem is the, um, the RFU are seen not to take much interest in the community game. And then all of a sudden up on high they're implementing new laws only on the community game and not on the professional one and it's like a bit of a backlash and it wasn't messaged out well you know tackled waste and below only and then waste was defined as you know sternum and the the, the intention's right the messaging was poor okay like, i mean the, the the key thing for me is it is categorically going to help a lot of clubs and at our level whether they're in a similar position to us or not get into either get into rugby completely or get back into rugby because people who have had injuries like that before don't want to go near it like there's definitely a couple of players i can think of for both us and other teams who probably wouldn't have come back if the it had stayed exactly as it did but we could talk about this for hours so maybe we'll have a long bonus episode <laughs> 
just on the importance of tackling low. Yeah, let's have an episode with all the clubs. I'd love that debate with other clubs because, again, it's it has been so controversial yeah. and some have been a lot stronger than others. Uh, I mean, even if, in our own club, I've had many, uh, uh, not a heated exchange, but a, a competitive discussion uh, with uh, with people around around the new. And then you kind of, now it's, as I said, now we're playing it. You don't really notice. Look, those with the strongest opposition are those that um, tend not to play anymore. Well, if they want to come down, we got games most Saturdays. <laughs> in, 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 in their day, love them, and I love, I, I love the the, the people in, in in question. You know who you are, and I love you dearly. But still, <laughs> they would have been always taught to tackle round the legs. So technique again, you've always been told from minis. The juniors, you've always been told to tackle low. I think in, I think it's been a shift only since probably the professional era where size has has become a thing, uh, and that winning, that being dominant, has has as and power has probably overtaken technique a little bit. Whereas now, what we're saying is let's bring technique back at the amateur level, and then. Good technique, less injuries, quicker ball as well. I think. There's, 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 I mean, it, it, I mean, it's not good for us old chaps, but uh, it certainly feels faster. Once I'm back, I will be slowing that ball right down. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, so this is episode one. So you weren't to know this, but every episode we are going to end with the same two questions. So question one. What would be your message to any future players looking to join Ickenham Rugby Club? Um, I would just say just come down, get involved in the club. You know, we're a good, friendly bunch of people. I mean, everyone's going to say that, but um, it's just a welcoming place. You know, I came down here and I didn't know anyone in the club. I'd recently moved to the area and now basically my best friends are in Ickenham Rugby Club. So, yeah, just come on down. You'll meet some amazing people. Yeah, I think if you just if you if you love the game like we do, uh, that and, and again, I'm, I'm conscious that everyone will say this, but we've, we've if if you're in our area, you love the game as much as we do. You like a good social side. You look at you, you maybe you're new to the game or you were um, uh, you want to get back into it. I just think we're that kind of club where. You could you could try it. You can get back into it. You the, the, you're not you're not going to be. We're not exactly. If someone makes a mistake, we're not. And, and there are pl- plenty of teams. If you make a mistake, where you get an absolute right royal bollocking. For us, if you make a mistake, it's kind of ah, oh, don't worry, just don't do it again, kind of thing. Pick self up. We go again. Uh, so yeah, if if you're looking just to get back into rugby and enjoy yourself, what it's like to be in a, in a really good dressing room afterwards. With shower port um, or shower whiskey when uh, when Paul's around, I think that's that's what we're about. So if you just want a good laugh, play some rugby, have some fun. That's what we're all about. I, I remember a friend of mine getting very confused when I said once a week I drink port in a shower, <laughs> in a shower full of my friends. And final question: Which professional rugby player? Uh, you can interpret that as you wish. Historical, current retired active whatever would you like to join the club it's a big one um, it's a big question it is a big 
So I, I probably had an answer in mind. I, I'd have probably said, you know, like Courtney Law has been, you know, a fellow second row. I could maybe have a, a, a few games off or something and he could come in. But then I messaged you yesterday about some crazy stat about Alan Wynne Jones. So maybe. Oh. Uh... I mean, first of all, you're, you know, I feel like you're pandering to the host with that one. But yeah, it, the stat's something like it was like six and a half thousand days from his birth to his senior team debut and then over 7,000 days from his senior team debut to his final game. And and he's played in 20% of Welsh rugby matches ever. Guy's got commitment. We could do him on a Saturday. Which is mental. Did you play with him, Meadie? Or am I making that up? I didn't play with him. He were, we were in the same... Uh, we were at Swansea Uni at the same time. He was in the, the rugby basically squad. Basically teammates. Yeah, basically teammates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... Uh, yeah, he he was a bit better than me. So no, uh, yeah. really, he, he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, so we were we were in the same squad. Uh, but yeah, I I ve- I kind of yes yeah, spoke to him on a few occasions. Um, usually, probably shouldn't say because our win would not be probably not appreciate yeah. who you and what are you doing in my <laughs> like, house. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Usually hiding behind and trying to get an autograph or something like that. But no, no, no. A few university sessions, uh, particularly after a few varsity games, when the whole rugby uni rugby club is together um, afterwards. Uh, so, uh, so yes, uh, but uh, that was a very long time ago, twenty odd years ago. So. Well, that, that's just proving your um, point of the longevity of Alan Wynne Jones there. But you're 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 still point. playing, so you've got that over him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Alwyn, if you're watching this podcast and you fancy uh, um, a, a run out for us, then you're more than welcome. Just uh, yeah, drop us a line. Uh, it, what's our socials? Uh, we, we'll, we'll we'll come to that afterwards. But we'll come to that. But Alwyn, if you fancy a game, I, I do believe Ian has messaged the sheriff <laughs> before the sheriff of Carmarthenshire asking if he wants to come have a game. So uh, yeah. Uh, so what, what about you? Are you also going for Alan Wynne jones or who would you want to play? Uh, join the club. Do you know what? I, I I feel the type of club we are and all that stuff about the social side, it's got to be the fun bus, Leonard, hasn't it? <laughs> it's got to be the fun bus, Jason Leonard. Yeah, I was worried you were going to say Haskell. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. Hey, I'm I, I'd, I'd quite, I'd, I'd, Haskell, Haskell is, is all right in my book. I'm a, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Haskell. He's just, uh, un- unashamedly, just does not give a shit. Does I've uh, I've been He's controversial good... enough on this podcast about my feelings on the tackle law, so I'm going to keep my feelings about James Haskell to myself. Ah, uh, no, he's, 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 he is is unapologetically um, doesn't care. Yeah, but there we go. But now I I think Jason Jason Leonard um, purely for the social side. I like it. I like it. So that's that is episode one in the bag. So Richard Simmons, not that one, and Andy Mead. Thanks for spending time with us. And I will try to play soon, I promise. Cheers, Ian. Cheers, mate. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Roots Rock Riot. And thank you to Rich and Meady for joining me. And in general, thank you to the Saints for getting me back into the rugby and teaching me everything that I know. If you want to learn more about the Ickenham Saints, you can find us on Instagram at Ickenham Rugby, or you can find us on Facebook by simply searching Ickenham Rugby Club. Roots Rock Riot was brought to you in association with Ickenham Rugby Club and is a podcast nobody asked for. You can find Roots Rock Riot on Instagram at Roots Rock Riot. And if you want your club involved, please drop us a message there or email us at rootsruckriotpodcast at gmail.com. 
We don't care the size of your club. We don't care where you play. The only thing that's important to us is that you want to talk about rugby. Next week, we are staying in West London, but heading to the Thames because we're talking to Chiswick Rugby. Rugby.